This is The Hiring Experience, the podcast that helps you break down the art and science of hiring. Hosted by Max and Mike, friends, founders, and creators of Rapid Hiring on a mission to bring an end to the resume. Bringing you tactical advice to help you attract, select, and retain the best talent. This podcast and the matters discussed herein are for informational purposes only and should not be construed as advice for a particular company or person. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional or legal advice. Because I find that when I'm talking to a lot of these people that the things we start out with on what matters to them and where we end up once uh, we've built out an application and a and a hiring track for them. The end state of it is not anywhere close to where we start. Like these are the five things I think are super important and I want to know. And then over time, you get a lot of questions like, oh, where do I find this? How do I find out about that? I'd want to know this. And you'll end up with an additional list of 10 things that are more important to them than the, their initial thoughts on what is important or what they're looking for. And it really just comes down to like what we talk about a lot of always understanding what you're looking for in your hires and your new employees and that those subconscious little decisions that you make and the analysis that you make of applicants can be so varied in what it is we think we're looking for. Like if you're hiring, say, like a sales position that we're looking for sales experience and the like, and you're almost, they start out by looking for somebody who's, have you done exactly this thing that we're hiring for in their head? Like that's what they're looking for. And then over time that you can break it down into all these separate skills and start to prioritize those things first over just have so, you done it. I guess then how do you move that along so that, cause right now the process, even, even with us and clients, right? The process is over iteration where it's like, yeah. we're going to start yeah, and then you're going to sort of feel it out and, and figure it out, but not everybody is working with us and not everybody is using our system and our platform. So how does how does one do this kind of from the start of their process and what are the steps that they can take to iterate themselves effectively? I think from like from the starting point of like the, the iteration point is kind of a big component of it for sure. And looking through, even if, if, if you've had the opportunity to hire for a role before and if you're using some software or even just like a career's email, the odds are you saved most of them. Like going back through, say, a dozen applicants for a job, even ones you rejected, what are the things that you're rejecting about it? Like if you're looking, you're reviewing the application, like what was it about this application that made you say no, no, no? And then the one, you know, find a half a dozen that you said yes to or shortlisted or put aside for maybe we'll interview these people. And what are those components that made you say yes to that? And with each one, most people, when you go through that with them, they'll get couple points out of each one. They may have a ton of them outside of that, but a few that really stand out on each application. And if you have enough of them, like you don't need too many, a dozen is probably fine. You'll start to see little patterns and little overlaps of these are the two things we keep rejecting in what would otherwise be or seem like a good applicant if these two things weren't on there. And then the same thing was like, what are the one or two things that almost is always on the short list? And whether or not those points are the right points for you to be looking for, we can't say. But starting from there, then you, at least you've now gotten into a rhythm of understanding what it is that you're 
you've actually been looking at, especially if you're not now that they're not active applicants and like they're past applicants or something, people seem to be much more objective about what they were looking at than when they're looking at the right. current hires. And so it helps it helps that flow as well. And then like you said, the the iteration part is definitely a component of it. So using something that allows you to do that. I think what I've found most useful in like how we operate our process and what people are, are finding the most value of is how we ultimately increase, you know, honesty in interview processes by asking some of the job understanding things out front. And I think that's a really valuable point that we haven't touched on too much is like how we can have people really understand the job that they're applying for before they're asked directly face-to-face in an interview. And a lot of the things that I talk to with, with clients and with, you know, people in general is around this and how there's certain things about a job. And, you know, we use examples that are pretty easy, but this could be anything, but we use things such as the schedule of work or the duration of shifts or, you know, the willingness to work out of town or what have you. And these are really simple, straightforward things that, you know, you put the bullet points in your job description and then you think that it's conveyed. And a lot of the time I'm relying on that person to opt out if it's not conveyed or if they don't agree with it. But ultimately, you know, they might think that's negotiable. They might think that it doesn't apply to everyone. You don't really know. But when you have somebody in for an interview and you ask them these types of things, now they've committed their time you've committed time, you both have a little bit of vested interest in this at this point. And there's also that face-to-face conversation, the need for human approval, whatever, whatever it is, you're more likely to get a favorable answer. So if I ask somebody, you know, this job requires working out of town occasionally, whatever, that person in person may say, yes, that's no problem. Because it's very evident that if they don't give you a favorable answer, they're not going to get the job. And this, this type of thing can lead to turnover as well, because when it is time, you know, they may get that, get that role and everything's good for two, three, four months. Now it's time to go out of town and there's an issue with that. Then we, we see this turnover and you're back to square one kind of thing, right? So what I found is very helpful for people is some of these basic job understanding things that we think our job descriptions take care of. And then we ask them in the interviews as an assurance moving them out in your process where somebody can, you know, choose to self exclude themselves in this capacity earlier in the process. So they're not as committed to the role. They're definitely a big part of it. The fact that we go through it with a lot of people that they're people just simply don't read your job descriptions because the first, if they've clicked into their job and they're going to apply the first apply button they see is the one they're going to click. If it's at the top, they're going to click it. And if it's at the bottom, they're going to, scroll right through to the bottom to hit it. And because of that, working it into the application flow helps out a lot with making sure we're not we're not wasting time of of the applicants and our own on what we're not actually looking for. And I think kind of it does tie back into what what I was saying a few minutes ago in that understanding what we're what we are looking for in people makes a difference. And those are some of the things that we don't weigh heavily enough in the review process of just the context around the role itself. So as if the role is, if the role is going to be a delivery driver of, or something like that, then 
there's a lot of context around what that is and like when do you deliver things and the like whereas if you're only evaluating it like can you do the job you may be missing some of the larger components of what matters in somebody being successful at the role in that they'll be able to show up on time work the schedule that's that is required for this position and the like and so understanding all of that sooner makes a huge difference in getting people who like mike said understand what it is that they're applying to yeah and i think that's really what it came down to is you know they like you said there's there's a lot of focus on all of the other things like what are your qualifications what are your skills what have you done what's your experience yada 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 and then it's up to people doing the hiring to review those answers and apply them to the role as opposed to giving people the opportunity to apply them to the role themselves if the information is more transparent about what the role is in the first place right so we want to make sure that we're not the only ones with the information about the job you know we want candidates to have that information about the job and it doesn't have to be every in and out and you know every day to day it's it's more like what's the schedule what are you doing what what is your day to day and and the little intangibles what makes your company a little bit different and you know if if you're a delivery driver like max said elsewhere you know we can't just expect that the next company is going to be the identical position and then somebody comes in and there's a disconnect because it's not the exact same job that they just had right so like we we can work out those nuances but we want to work them out i guess what i was what i was getting to is we want to work them out earlier in the process we want people to understand that as they're applying not as they're being asked in a situation that's going to yield the answers that you want to hear more likely than not that is all part of the review process of a candidate if you make it a part of the process but a lot of people like mike said leave it to the end as some sort of verification like all right here's the working hour like we'd like to hire you here's the working hours and then they look at it and they're like this doesn't fit with what i can do Thank you for listening to The Hiring Experience. We hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new about the art and science of hiring. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. This helps others discover the show. Share with a friend, colleague, or anyone going through the hiring experience right now. Share your hiring experience with us at hiringexperiencepod at gmail.com. 